Welcome to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. This is Luke Stampini here with Blake Alderman of Swamp247.com talking Florida Gators recruiting. First up, Blake, uh, the Florida Gators are going for a few flips. Just had Kentucky commit, defensive tackle commit Lamar Goods on campus for an official visit this past weekend. A lot of buzz that uh, Florida may be able to flip him. What's the latest there? You know, this is to kind of back up from this weekend. Florida was actually one of his first offers, if not his first offer in May of last year. It just was one of the things to where I just personally, I don't, I don't know that Sal Sinceri really kept in contact with him that much. And it was one of the, the quotes that Lamar said over the weekend um, that kind of stuck with me was um, Florida was actually the number one school for him previously before that commitment. He admitted, you know, Florida was number one. Uh, Kentucky was probably number two, but some things happened. So I, I committed to Kentucky and that was more likely uh, just the lack of contact with him. So David Turner's hired. He strikes up conversations pretty quickly. They, they continue to recruit him. They get him on campus and he left pretty openly saying that he has a tough decision ahead that, you know, it's one of those things to where Florida is going to get me to the next level, or he thinks that they can get him to the next level. He fits the scheme. He likes the coaches. He likes the academic part. Do you want to, stay where you're at in Kentucky where you can sort of build the program up and kind of, um, be that guy to kind of string along this big season that they come off with, or do you go to Florida where it's kind of established already? And it's maybe not so much as a, uh, rebuilding process and kind of starting things up from the ground up, maybe so much as Kentucky. But, um, you know, that being said, I think that, uh, Whenever you're committed somewhere and you have a tough decision, you go home and there just seems to be a lot of buzz there. I, I think that this is one that Florida could get get, uh, get done and maybe pull this flip uh, as early as maybe a week. He said he wanted to go home, maybe think things over for a week, and then he might have a decision to make then. So it looks good for Florida for now. You know, Even a day after the, the, the official visit, things still look good for Florida there. The 24-7 sports crystal ball has seen a run of Florida – crystal ball picks predictions for Lamar goods. Uh, after that official visit to Florida, um, Brian Doan of 24 seven sports spoke to someone close to the high school, to, to that high school program. And it seemed like, um, that, that the flip would happen to Florida based on who he uh, spoke with up there. I, I know Kentucky spoke to him after the official visit and thought that they could perhaps keep him in the fold. Um, but, I feel like the teams that are losing a, a commitment on a flip are, are typically feel like they can still hold on to them until it actually right. goes down. And they're the last ones to know usually whenever a flip happens. Exactly. And, and ultimately like Florida doesn't lose recruiting battles to Kentucky, you know, that in, in football, that's just, and, and so I think he goes to Florida, you know, with them pushing and, and making him a priority now. Just to look on them, you know, I always like doing the interviews in person because you can really kind of get a feel for him. You can read body language. He looked like he was flipping from whenever I was talking to him. It seemed like Florida visit 10 out of 10. He really liked everything. It just seems like one that uh, it's, it seems like a matter of time there. Another recruit SEC uh, commit that Florida's trying to flip is Isaiah Walker, uh, currently committed to South Carolina. Offensive tackle, we've talked about him plenty of times before. Florida got him on campus two weekends ago, made a strong uh, push for him. But then Miami, the hometown school, got him on campus two times in the past week, and now he's going back to South Carolina. This at one time, you thought, maybe back in February, you thought this was going to be an easy flip for Florida. They were going to get this done. 
And as time has gone on, it just seems like it's going to be a a tougher and tougher flip with Miami making him a priority with South Carolina really pushing it to keep him uh, in the fold and, and getting him on campus. Ultimately, I think this recruitment is going to stretch out deep into the recruiting cycle and we're not going to get any action anytime soon. I think he likes being recruited and I think he likes uh, going through this whole process. And, and, you know, he's a huge priority for, for Florida because he's a true offensive tackle. He's one of the, you know, the most athletic offensive linemen there are, uh, there is in the country. And, you know, I guess what's your feeling uh, on Isaiah Walker right now? You know, I think the best thing there was that this is one that is not going to be done quickly. And every time you talk to him after he visits Florida, you just you get this feeling like, man, this this seems like it could happen very quickly. And then he goes and he takes a couple other visits, um, like you said, popping up at Miami twice. Um, We had heard previously that maybe he wanted to get a little bit farther away from Miami. But, you know, taking two visits there certainly shows that they're very much in this recruitment. I always get the feeling that, you know, there's just no way this guy's going to South Carolina. But then he continues to show up there. You know, obviously, I know he's burned the official visit. I think that's something that's really going to play key into this recruitment in the fall, the fact that he just can't get up there for an extended stay and kind of get that whining dining red carpet treatment, so to say that you get from the official. So, um, I think even more to say now that with, uh, with Joshua Braun heading to Georgia, that this might be, if not one of Florida's biggest targets for the offensive side of the ball right now, would you say that? I think he's absolutely the most important piece still out there. Florida did not sign that many offensive tackles, true offensive tackles, guys that you know can be an offensive tackle in the SEC last class. A lot of interior linemen. This year, uh, you know, they got a couple guys who are probably interior linemen or would fit best as an interior lineman. Uh, I mean, I think Gerald Mincy can play some tackle, uh, but he's – he's probably best as a guard. And so he's a very top, you know, top priority for Florida because he is a true offensive tackle and he has that athleticism. Uh, As far as, you know, Miami get him on campus. I just think Miami's going to get him on campus a bunch throughout this whole cycle because he lives right down the street from right. the campus, and um, it's easy for him to get over there. Uh, now, you know, we'll see if if uh, you know they can actually flip him and, and get him to sign. I think that's uh, you know as this thing wears on, you know, you got to it'll be a Florida. I think it'll be a Florida Miami battle in the end. I agree. And, you know, I think that even if you kind of rewind things back, this was a guy that was probably going to Florida whenever McElwain was there. And they were the ones who originally offered him. It seemed like that was kind of the case there. Obviously, coaching changes took place. You kind of have to re-gut your entire recruiting board. And in 2020, wasn't, you know, a top priority for Florida at the time of their hire. Um, so, you know, it was kind of one of those gradual things. But this is one that Florida has actually been in the battle for quite a while. So I think that that maybe gives them a little bit of a leg up, so to say, um, in regards to uh, – their battle against Miami, just the fact that they've had him on campus so much, so many more times in the past, and they've just kind of have recruited him longer, so to say. So, you know, I think that I agree that this is probably going to be a Florida Miami battle, but, uh, it's, I think this one's going to be a one that's weird in the fall where he just pops up at random places. You know, he's obviously got a, uh, a lot of new offers in the spring, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and he, he's mentioned wanting to see the Tigers. So, um, I just think this is one that's like you said, it, it you're going to have to be in for a marathon on this one. It's nowhere near a sprint. Another offensive lineman Florida's chasing is Richie Leonard out of Coco, uh, Florida. He was originally committed to Kentucky, uh, 
Florida State started making him a priority. Looked like Florida State was going to get him. He eventually decommitted from Kentucky. And since then, Florida has extended an offer to him at the end of May. So Florida got in the picture really late, but they were able to get him on campus literally days after they extended that offer. And Richie Leonard is a guy who's going to commit on July 5th. So this recruitment is winding down to an end. You know, is Florida closing the gap here? You know, I think so. And I think one of the things that really kind of jumps out is, and you, as you said, was, you know, he got offered and wasted very little time getting up on campus. He got to spend um, some time there and really get a better feel for John Hevesy, Florida's offensive line coach. And I, I do agree. I think this one seems like Florida's getting some traction. The offer, um, he, he admitted that it was not too late that, you know, that Florida had been recruiting him well before the offer. Um, so he's, it's, you know, no kind of hang up there. You know, Florida's not playing, you know, catch up or anything in this recruitment. I wouldn't say that, but you know, I think a lot of people, even whenever he was committed to Kentucky, expected this one to be a flip to Florida state. And I think that offer from Florida, getting that visit, uh, getting a better look there. Um, his, uh, one of his O-line coaches at Coco was actually coached by John Hevesy. So there's a tie there. Um, obviously Florida's had some success with Coco guys going into the draft recently and Jawan Taylor and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot to like about Florida there. And I would say that they definitely have some momentum building up there. I think they could stand to get him on campus again, just because he has been to FSU quite a few times this year. But again, he's visited a lot. His official visits, he's been to Georgia Tech, he's been to Kentucky, and he's been to Tennessee. I don't really see those as being, you know, any kind of threats. I, I think this is a guy who stays in state, and those are more or less, you know, getting a couple trips out of state before you commit to the in-state school personally. Yeah, and, you know, like you mentioned, Florida was recruiting him even before he had that offer, and it seemed like he was just high on Florida before they even ever offered. He um, just you know, had good things to say about them and, and was willing to continue to work and, and try to get that offer. And he got it. Um, you know, so ultimately I, I think this one probably ends up Florida's way. Um, and, you know, like you said, Florida has done, done well at Coco high school, and this will probably be the next one uh, that they land. I would assume. Luke, a guy that uh, recently, another guy who set a commitment date recently is uh, four-star defensive end Chance Williams out of Oakleaf High School up there in uh, North Florida. Uh, he's down to Florida, LSU, and Georgia, and he will be making his commitment on July 20th. Luke, what do you think's going on there? Weird deal here. Um, so I don't think, I think Georgia's full at the buck position, that edge rusher, three, four outside linebacker, um, that chance plays. They have Mikel Sherman out of Washington, DC, I believe a five sure that, you know, I, I think that was their one guy that they wanted to get. So I don't think Georgia is a, is a serious player here. LSU has him on the board and, and apparently the communication between chance and LSU has been strong, but I, I don't really think LSU ever thought they had a, a serious chance at, at getting him. And so they just kind of haven't really been pressing or, um, you know, just after him, I guess, as hard as others. And so now they're kind of going through and like, Hey, we got a real shot at this. Like, what do we need to do? And, and, and 
they potentially could try to press to get him up on campus this weekend, knowing that the dead period is coming up. Dead period starts on Monday. And basically that means no more campus visits for, for a, a month. Uh, you can't meet with coaching staffs on their campuses. Uh, there's no satellite camps, none of that stuff. Uh, recruits and college coaches will not be meeting face to face. They can do phone calls and stuff like that. So there's that with him committing in the middle of that dead period, you know, we're kind of in a time crunches. If uh, you know, you want to get him on campus here, uh, Florida, ultimately I think Florida, he gets in Florida's class. There are some questions, you know, you know, are they full? Do they, do they have others higher on the board? I mean, I've seen this song and dance before. Uh, I just think eventually he gets in Florida's class. Um, you know, we got whatever it is, four weeks to to shake this out and see how he fits in. I, I mean, I'm, for now, I'm saying Florida, unless LSU gets him on campus this weekend. And then, then I think that'll be interesting. That's kind of what I'm waiting for is just to see what happens with LSU there. Just because sitting here thinking of it, I, I couldn't tell you if he's a ever been to LSU or even the last time he was there. Um, you know, but he's been to Florida a lot. Again, I, I agree with you. Georgia does. They seem like they're full with their five-star guy there. And they only wanted to take one guy on the edge there. So definitely Florida LSU battle, but I, I guess more or less what I'm waiting for is to see if he actually makes it to Baton Rouge, just because it just doesn't seem like, you know, like you said, like they're kind of thinking like, wow, are we really in this? Like I, I when's the last time who this guy visited? Yeah. And to me, the per, like Florida needs to win a recruiting battle. Like there's been so much negativity this off season on the recruiting trail. Like Florida needs to win a four star recruiting battle in their backyard. He's just up the road in Jacksonville. Uh, he's an elite edge rusher. You know, he runs four five or something like that has a four, three short shuttle. So we're talking about an elite athlete. He averages double digit rebounds when playing basketball, uh, leads the state and block shots, uh, just an Uber athletic kid. And I don't think you can get enough of those, uh, on, on your team. Uh, it's, you know, getting after the quarterback and, more than just him as a player, the perception of just all this negativity that Florida has gone through on the recruiting trail with five-star kid uh, running back out of Lakeland, DeMarcus Bowman, you know, a pipeline school to Florida. Well, he commits to Clemson, uh, a four-star offensive tackle, literally just up the road and around the corner from Gainesville and Joshua Braun picking your SEC East rival, uh, Georgia, after taking an official visit to Florida. It's just it, Carson Beck. Beck, four-star cornerback out of uh, Jacksonville. Florida thought they had him locked up, done deal. Georgia swoops in, gets him an offer, gets him up on campus, and he commits. You know, like this, there's just been so much negativity on the recruiting trail. It'd be nice to just get a win for Florida. <laughs> and, and I think chance is one that they can win. Sure. And, you know, it's not like this is – you know, like a low rated, you know, we don't want that. I mean, this is the uh, top 24, right. This is a top 50 kid. If that, if you're looking at 24 sevens rank number five ranked kid in Florida. So I think this is a kid that not only would bring you something that, you know, like you said, an Uber athletic guy, but also it's going to give you some buzz on the recruiting trail. You know, it's, it's good to land top 50 kids. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt. This is a swamp 24 seven podcast. We're going to take a break, come back, talk more in-state recruiting and also the importance of that week zero game versus Miami for the Florida Gators on the recruiting trail. 
Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. Luke Stampini here talking with Blake Alderman of Swamp247.com. Blake, moving on to a Rockledge safety slash running back, Ladarius Tennyson, a guy that Florida recently offered and got him on campus, and it seems like they're trending for him as well. Yeah, you know, this is a guy that – Florida has definitely shown that they're not afraid to recruit those guys that are, you know, under five foot 10. Um, and that's obviously what he is. If you look at five foot nine, one ninety three. but this is a kid who, again, is very athletic, um, is special with the ball in his hand. You know, he, he plays offense. He plays defense. I think more so he wants to be a defensive guy playing defensive back at UF has been sort of appealing to him. You get him on campus after the offer, a visit goes really well. All things considered, you know, you have that DBU sort of uh, pull that's in your back pocket, success sending guys to the league. So I think there's a lot of things to like about Florida there. And obviously he's a guy that is close with some of those dudes in his recruiting area that have gone to Florida, like Chauncey Gardner, um, he's mentioned him as a guy that has kind of been a polarizing figure, so to say, at Florida for him. So I think this is a guy that Florida has made up some ground tremendously here on Auburn and Miami. Um, and they're definitely a major player in this recruitment coming off of that visit. And again, I, I think it's just one of those things where playing DB at Florida is just kind of hard for him to ignore and has really kind of kept them in the runnings here as he continues to go. I think Florida can needs to continue to get him on campus and you know, they're, they're really kind of just starting here as far as like trending up this list here, but I think they're in the right direction. And, and if you're a Florida fan, you should be pretty pleased, but want to continue to get more from there. Yeah. So heading into that visit to Florida and even before he got that offer, it looked like it was a Miami and Auburn battle. He was previously committed to Miami just for a couple months, if that, and Auburn got him on campus and uh, the Tigers certainly impressed him. But now that Florida got him on campus, as you mentioned, that draw of DBU and kind of looking up to Chauncey and what he was able to do at UF. I think Florida is very much in in the thick of it right now. Now Miami will get him on campus this weekend for their paradise camp just before the dead period. And 
you know, I don't think Miami is going to be to go away quietly. I guess uh, Florida is still going to have to battle here. Working in Florida's favor is the proximity to campus. It's not that far of a drive for him to to get up to Gainesville. And he even mentioned that you know, just it, it was a short little drive up to campus for him, and and he was able to meet with the coaches, and and you know, everything seems to to went well on that that trip and on that visit. Now he's not going to commit. Doesn't seem like he's going to commit for a while. He's going to go into the fall. And he's and take some official visits. I expect Florida to get some, uh, get in an official visit and, and you know, kind of make a push here. He's a guy who Florida's recruiting him for a running back or defensive back. He prefers defensive back. Florida has a huge need at safety. And I think that's where Tennyson fits in nicely is at safety. So he would be a huge addition to Florida's recruiting class if they could get him and, and put him in at that safety spot. He's a heat seeking missile on the field. If anyone watches his highlight tape or goes and watches him play, he is really impressive. I know I was at his spring jamboree back in May tons of college coaches on the sidelines and he was just wowing them as he just flew around the field, just smacking people. It was, it was pretty impressive. I know he's short and, and, but you know, we recently bumped him up in our rankings inside, I think the top 150 uh, in the country, 48 in the country. Yeah. And I, I told our guys, like, if there's ever a short, prospect to bet on like it's Ladarius and uh, Ladarius Tennyson he's explosive he's instinctual he come he comes with bad intentions when he's coming up to make the tackle and in addition to that he could also be a college running back he recently run uh, won the running back MVP at the Ray Lewis Academy this past weekend in, in uh, Bradenton so he's a guy that so maybe if safety doesn't work out, he could always be an effective running back. I think he can play either one to me. I would put him on defense. That's what he wants to play. Florida has a huge need at safety and he could fit in there nicely. You know, and I think having that size there too, you know, obviously you can get him on the field at nickel first. And, you know, as you said, heat seeking missile, but it gets his feet wet. And it's a guy that you can, you can pitch that early chance to play and actually back that up with that. So, you know, I think Florida has a good shot and, and I definitely think that he, uh, He'd be a big player in their defense. Like you said, his tape is phenomenal. Yeah. And if there was a position where maybe you could be a little bit short and get away with it, if he's not going to be out on the outside playing man to man, wide receiver, uh, man to man coverage versus, you know, big six foot three wide receivers. Um, he's great in the box. That's probably where he excels the best. And Florida has had a nice little run of safeties who are phenomenal in the box. And I think he could be the next one. You had Marcus may that was, does great uh, in run support. Uh, Duke Dawson was very good as well. Chauncey Gardner was very good in run support up in the box and, and Ladarius and Tennyson uh, Ladarius Tennyson is kind of in that same mold where you put him in the box and, and he's very good against the, against the run. Luke, you got actually a chance to talk to him last weekend at IMG, like you said there. I mean, I know it seems like Auburn, Miami, Florida, but I mean, is there one that you should say might be the team to watch for now, or is it kind of early for that still? I think it's too early for that. Uh, you know, these these schools going to have to get them on campus. Uh, you know, I would say if I'm projecting out and I'm picking way down the road, I think Florida can win the battle. Uh, I, it's just too early right now to to be like, yeah, I'm going to put in a 24/7 Sports Crystal Ball for Ladarius to to Florida. Just kind of seeing how quickly Florida got into it, and just kind of looking forward. I, I think that's a it's a recruiting battle that Florida can win, but there's there's still a lot of time to go. 
Luke, one of Florida's big time targets out wide is a four star wide receiver, Xavier Henderson out of Miami Columbus. He's the younger brother, of Florida cornerback, CJ Henderson. Clemson has been the buzz there for a while. He's been there several times this year already. He was back there again this weekend. What's going on there, Luke? Yeah. So Xavier looked like he was going to wait until December to make his commitment. And it seems like Clemson's trying to push that timeline up. Uh, people close to the Clemson program seem to indicate that a commitment could come soon, whatever soon means. I don't know if that means in the next, you know, several weeks. Uh, but Florida, uh, I'm sorry, Clemson has really made a strong push here. They've gotten him up on campus, I think, three times this offseason, two times with his parents. Anytime they're making those long trips, you know, across a couple of states with their parents. You know, there's definitely some serious interest there. And the fact that it seems like Clemson always does this, they're able to move up these, these commitment timelines and, and get these kids to commit sooner. You know, the, and unfortunately for Florida, if he, if this timeline is getting shortened up, I think that's bad for Florida. Uh, I think Florida needs him to stretch this out. Uh, they need to get him back on campus and they need to, uh, show, you know, show an offense that, that throws the ball around a little bit, uh, this fall. And, and so the sooner he commits, I think that's the worse it is for Florida. You know, and I think one of the more concerning things is, like you said, the parents have now been able to make it to Clemson twice this year. And I can't I mean, I know he actually I take that back. He visited in February for a junior day to Florida. But I mean, is this is a guy that just has not been on campus, even with his brother, you know, no visit to the spring game, you know, no visit for a spring practice. So I think that that's maybe the more alarming thing overall is that, you know, it just seems like brother or no brother that just Florida can't get the guy on campus again. And he was on campus a lot, you know early, even before he was like really a serious, it was almost every weekend he was there for a game. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. If they can stretch this out, I'd assume he's going to be back up at Gainesville for games and whatnot and be there a lot. So, uh, you know, they just got to get him on campus and continue to kind of stretch this thing out. Uh, You know, I think there's always a possibility that Clemson could fill up. And I think that's probably what they're pitching to him is like, Hey, like if you want in, you're going to have to do it sooner rather than later. We got, we got guys, you know, lined up, ready to jump in. Right. And I think that's, that's one of those things where you just can't wait until the fall to just try to get this guy on campus. Mostly, you know, like again, like his brother's there. I, I would be very shocked if he doesn't show up for a game unless he commits to Clemson before the season, then I think that that, you know, all bets are off there. Yeah. I mean, for Florida, they got to get him on campus for Friday night lights. You know, the, that one weekend in July that opens up, um, and, and you can host recruits on campus. Florida's got to get him on campus for that. So we'll see, you know, hopefully he's not committed by then if you're a Florida fan, but that's the thing. I, that's the, that's the weekend I'm pointing to in this recruitment is if Florida gets him up on uh, campus that weekend, I think it's July 26 or something like that, then, you know, you, you feel a little bit better, I guess. Luke, there's a big game for Florida week zero matchup against Miami. And there's always big recruiting implications with a game like this. When you have an in-state battle like this, usually, and especially whenever it's the only game of the season going on at the time, you know, a lot of these in-state guys are going to be watching that game. It seems like this is a very big recruiting matchup for Florida with a lot of these guys keeping an eye. And they have some battles against Miami, maybe not a lot, but it, you know, nonetheless, it's still an important game. 
Yeah, it's a very important game. Florida and Miami, Florida and Florida State, they will always have natural recruiting battles just because they're all in the state of Florida. Um, some years more than others, but they're always going to go against each other. And it's a huge weekend for or a huge game for Florida. They have to win this game just for the perception. They want to still be the dominant team in the state of Florida. And while right now maybe the, the concern are out-of-state schools coming into the state of Florida and, and plucking guys away like you still don't want to lose you know that top spot in the sunshine state with florida state and miami so florida really needs a a win and uh you know that game can't come soon enough for florida with all the negativity that's kind of gone on this offseason just with everything from you know chris Steele to you know transfers and jalen jones and all this and lost recruiting battles but you know, we mentioned some of these players earlier and uh, like Isaiah Walker. I, I don't expect Isaiah Walker's recruitment to be over by the time that game comes around. And, I, and we mentioned earlier, we think that's going to be a Florida Miami battle, even though he is committed to South Carolina currently a uh, Florida win over that, you know, over Miami can help you know that's something that you can sell to Isaiah Walker like we are further down the road we're a better program you know we're closer to the top than the other option here uh, another one that we also mentioned was Ladarius Tennyson you know we kind of think that that's a Florida Miami with Auburn also in the mix as well Florida needs a good showing uh, another guy that Miami just had on campus was Romella Height an edge rusher, that kind of buck position. He also visited Florida back in May. I want to say he was there for the cookout in the spring game. Yeah. And so, you know, that's another kind of head to head recruitment that, that Florida and, and Miami have. Uh, another one is Elijah Roberts, a, a former Miami commitment who, uh, I'm sorry, a Florida Miami commitment who Florida offered in April and it looks like Florida, Miami, or Florida State are kind of the three teams for him. He's actually a teammate of Xavier Henderson down there at Miami Columbus High School. And why is he important for Florida is the fact that he's a strong side defensive end. And if anyone that has followed Florida Gators recruiting knows that, the, you know, Florida has done very well on those weak side edge rushers, outside linebacker types. They haven't done very uh, well at that strong side defensive end and uh, they can set the edge and also defense tackle. Here's a guy, six foot four, 260 pounds, good player can be that strong side defensive end. You know, that, that's another, uh, you know, recruiting battle that, that Florida can maybe get the edge in if they do have a good showing versus Miami and walk away uh, with a win. But ultimately it may not necessarily be, have huge effects on the 2020 class. I do think 2021 and, and beyond kind of those recruitments as they start to get picked up this fall and start to heat up a little bit. I think that's where you could potentially see, you know, Florida make some noise. Good thing for Florida. Maybe a bad thing for Miami if they do lose this game is that 2021 class in Dade County is phenomenal. We're talking elite players, national recruits, potential five stars. And so, you know, if you can beat Miami that that week zero game, you can start selling to those prospects that live right there around Miami's campus like, hey, you know, you need to check out the, the Gators. Right. You know, I think of those guys you mentioned, I think that 
if there was one guy that they're really neat that Florida could benefit a win for from that game, I think it would be Elijah Roberts. You know, I, I know he's been to Miami a lot. It's, it's, it's still a big three battle, but just the fact that for, uh, excuse me, that uh, Miami has gotten him on campus so many times, I think a win would kind of maybe, I don't want to say change some things up, but it could give Florida a look, you know, whenever you're pretty set on, you know, or could be looking heavily at one school and then this other cool school comes in and beats them. I think that that's going to be something where he's going to be like, well, wait, maybe I need to look at Florida here. And I think of those guys, obviously Tennyson, Florida's got some good momentum Walker. They've been had good momentum there. And I think that a win there would really kind of help them with Roberts. Yeah. It's, it's actually setting up to be a pretty important game on the recruiting trail. When you look at Isaiah Walker, perhaps Florida's best shot at a true offensive tackle an elite offensive tackle. And they're probably going to have to go head to head with Miami. And you look at Ladarius and uh, Ladarius Tennyson, a, a safety who Florida needs safeties bad. And, and, you know, they need a lot of them in this class. And if you could, you know, you're going up against Miami and Auburn with him. If you could, if that win could potentially sway him a little bit more to Florida, that's huge. And as you said, with Elijah Roberts, strong side defensive end, huge position of need for Florida and you know, I, I think there's going to be a l- more recruiting implications on that game than maybe we realize, you know, as we go get down the, you know, get down the line. One last guy that Florida is also in a little bit of a recruiting battle with Miami is also Lakeland uh, defensive back return specialist, Finley Graham. He says, he says it's basically Florida and Miami for now. I know he's mentioned West Virginia. He's mentioned Kentucky, but it still seems like those are the main two schools for him. He was at Florida. Uh, I believe it was two weekends ago. Then he was at Tennessee with some teammates and he was just at Miami as well now. So it seems like a decision could come sooner ish for him. I think he's fairly comparable as far as size and build to Tennyson shorter frame, you know, not, not a big imposing guy at a defensive back. I think if I had to pick one of the two, I'd pick Tennyson over him, but obviously they, they still kind of fit that same build there. And, uh, you know, I think right now for Finley, I think that if he decided today, I think it would be Florida. He hasn't really come out with a direct timeline, but nonetheless, it still seems like a Florida Miami battle there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I honestly don't think he'll be, uh, you know, uncommitted by the time that game rolls around in 10 weeks or whatever it is right now. I think he's going to come out with a decision uh, before then. And, and like you said, I think, you know, I think the pick is Florida, you know, if he does commit soon. Uh, but, you know, Miami. Miami was interested, but, you know, he just never visited Miami's campus before. Uh, and so, you know, I don't, I don't think they knew where they stood in his recruitment. You know, if you, if we were really in this, wouldn't you visit our campus? And he just never did. Florida's got it on campus numerous times or a few times. And, you know, like I said, I just think Florida's the pick. Yeah. And I, I think this game, like you said, I, if I had to pick one of those guys of the group, I think Finley is more likely to be committed by the time that game rolls around. But, you know, again, it's an, it's a big in-state matchup. It's the only game that's going to be going on at that time. Um, and it's a dead period still, I believe when that game's rolling around still. So it's not like recruits are going to be on the road. So I think a lot of eyes are going to be on this game. Maybe not even ones that are in the state of Florida, but you know, I think that that's where kind of gets the juices going a little bit more with some of those guys as far as being in state. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game, probably way more than we even mentioned. Absolutely. It's a, it's a primetime game. You know, everyone in the country is going to be watching it. Everyone's going to be fiending for some football by, by the time that game rolls around and it's going to be, you know, I think some good football, it's not going to be, uh, you know, two random schools playing out in Hawaii somewhere like typical week zeros. So definitely I think all eyes across the country will, will be on that game. 
All right, folks, that's all for us. That's the Swamp 24-7 podcast. Subscribe to us. Give us five stars, and we'll be back later for more Florida Gators news. Thank you.